Welcome to the Hearers and Doers podcast. I'm Becky Kaiser, and I'll be the host for this show. Do you need a space where you can show up just as you are? This is your place. Dry shampoo, crying kids, messy house, and barking dogs are all welcome here. Do you need a cheerleader who sees all your amazing potential and unique ways God's called and created you? Done, I'm signing up as captain. I'm a certified life coach and Bible teacher with decades of experience who isn't afraid to tell you the truth you need to hear. Some weeks I'll be sharing practical and encouraging and sometimes correcting shows, and other weeks I'll be introducing you to new and old friends. You ready? Let's go, my friend. All right, Becky, thank you so much for being on the show. We were just talking that we have, our past have interacted, but just in the online space, but I felt like we have met before. So, but welcome to real life-ish <laughs> meeting each other. I know when you were like, this is our first time meeting. And I'm like, it is because uh-huh. yeah, just via Instagram. And you know, I've, I've, you've invited me to be a part of your online women's Bible study yeah. and things like that. So I feel like. We know each other as, you know, mutual Becky K's, but um, I'm so glad to be seeing you face to face over here as we record and uh, getting to have this conversation. It's going to be fun. The mutual Becky K part is so funny. When I was emailing you, I kept thinking, I don't know if you've seen the Barbie movie. Have you seen it at all? I have not. No. Okay. So there's like in the movie at the beginning, like when all the Barbies are saying hi to each other, they're like, hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Oh. So I was ahead of my voice. Hi, yeah. Becky. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. Um, you're like, and no, I have not. <laughs> I um, live, you know, I have boys. I have three boys. Yeah. Like I live in a very boy world. Yes. Um. So not that I couldn't go out with girlfriends, right. but- Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. Um, okay. For anyone who doesn't know you, tell us a little bit about your life, how you spend your days, what you do, all the things. All the things. Well, my name is Becky Keefe. Um, I was just telling Becky that I live in Southern California in the greater LA area. Um, I am mom to three loud and hungry children. Uh, my boys are 11, 13, and 14. So we are in the thick of the tween and teen years over here. Um, and when I am not making food or cleaning up from making food, uh, I'm an author. I've written books and Bible studies. I also um, love that I get to serve as the community and editorial manager for Encourage. If you guys don't know Encourage, uh, we are part of the Dayspring family. And so we um, do daily devotionals on our website and have resources that really encourage women to to live their faith and become more like Jesus. Um, and this year I started a new business. So doing um, conversion copywriting, um, which is all about sales and marketing and supporting online businesses, um, amplify their kingdom driven goals. So yeah, life is good and full. Yes. I love it so much that we're going to definitely get into the life is full and busy part of your story in just a little bit, because I want to hear more about all of that. And I love all the different things that you are in. And I'm so impressed how you have been able to write and not just write, but write good content. That's actually helpful. It's not just fluffy things. Um, 
but then also really faithfully serve an incredible ministry like Encourage. So what a, what a cool thing you've gotten to do. And now you're like dipping your toes in the new waters also while having tweens and teens, which is some days so fun and other days, oh my word, how are we going to make it through, right? Are boys Amen. the same as girls in that element with a tween teen year? Do you ever feel like, oh, what, what, what is this going to be like? And then the next day you're like, oh, I think we might be best friends one day. And the next day, good Lord. Yes. Yes. I mean, I love, I really enjoy these years. Like the, the baby and toddler years were like so sweet and so brutally hard for me. Um, And so I love that, like, I don't know that they're my kids, you know, that they're funny and we can play competitive card games and, you know, talk about neat things and they can, you know, do all the bodily things on their own. Um, but certainly (laughs) I always say in motherhood, like every season has challenges, right. And it just, they, they just, they just shift. Um, Mm -hmm. so we definitely are feeling, feeling a lot of that, um, you know, with, with my oldest is in high school and I'm like, Oh, this is a, it's a whole new world. Um, but it's good. That's so fun. Uh, One thing that I have really admired about you, Becky, is your uh, vulnerability and authenticity in sharing about uh, emotional health and our mental health. And your Instagram bio cracked me up because the very first thing you say in your Instagram bio is, I have anxiety and I love Jesus, (laughs) which I just think is amazing because most Christians don't ever admit if they have any type of mental anything, whether it's anxiety mm-hmm. or depression or OCD or any of the very prevalent common things. Um, and the very first thing you put on your Instagram bio was, I have anxiety and I love Jesus. So could you tell us a little bit about your your journey. You've spoken a lot about it on your social media, but I would love for you to just share a little bit, a little snippet of your journey with anxiety, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so looking back, I can see that I think anxiety um, and really just like mental illness has probably always been part of my story. Mm-hmm. I can look back and see things about who I was as a child, as a teen. Um, and I, I called it different things, you know, okay. even into, into young adulthood and, and, and young motherhood, you know, I called it, um, you know, just being a perfectionist or being <clears throat> tightly wound or PMS or even, yeah. or even grief or just stress. Um, but it was about nine years ago that I really got to a place that I had to admit, like, I'm, I'm really not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like doing all the good Christian things, like, which are good things, but they weren't working to fix what was going on mm-hmm. internally. And so I was like, but I had for a long time believed if I just, if I just pray more, if I just read my Bible more, mm-hmm. if I just get more sleep or manage my time better or am more grateful <laughs> on and on and on, yes. then I will be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but those things weren't working. And I finally had to get really honest first with myself, then with God, then with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, then a, a close circle of people to be like, I am really struggling. Like it's a daily struggle to 
breathe, <laughs> to move through the daily tasks of taking care of my kids. Um, for me, anxiety, sometimes it it's feeling overwhelmed by tasks that I know I'm capable of doing. Right. Or my counselor has described anxiety and depression can be like two sides of the same coin mm -hmm. or a therapist friend of mine calls them, um, you know, close cousins. And so for me, like they can flip back and forth. And so sometimes it's like a deep sadness that doesn't match my circumstances. Like right. intellectually, I can be like, I'm fine. And yet yeah. I just feel like I'm wearing like one of those like lead vests that we used to have to wear at the dentist, you know, <laughs> like before yeah. getting x-rays. Um, and so Anyhow, being, being honest that like, I'm not okay. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm worthy of getting the support that I need mm -hmm. was my first step really into healing, which led to going to therapy for the first time. Um, which you've is never been to therapy until then ever. I had never been to therapy. Okay. And, yeah. Well, I take that back. I tried to go once in college at my university. Yeah. Um, and it was a really like poor experience. It didn't work out. Kind of, yeah. It didn't yeah. work out. Yeah. Um, yes. Which is like, just like breaks my heart. Cause I'm like, oh, like I needed it so bad. And I just like, right. wish that that person had been better equipped to meet me in that place. But, um, but no, I had not gone consistently. I mean, my husband, and I went to like premarital counseling, yeah. but like, as far as like digging into yeah. like, um, so ever since then, and then really over these last nine years, it's just been a process of realizing, um, that Jesus really wants to meet us like right in the thick of what's going on. And so, you know, I lead with, I have anxiety and I love Jesus because those two things are not mutually exclusive. Right. And I think sometimes we think that like having something like clinical anxiety or depression, yeah. um, disqualifies us mm -hmm. from living a full life or being used by God. Um, and it doesn't, and it doesn't disqualify us from being, from being faithful because I thought, okay, well, if I just surrendered more then somehow, like there's something that I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And really my journey has been realizing that like, I love Jesus, but first I have to accept that Jesus loves me mm. right where I am just as I am. And so, yeah, you're right. I share a lot about it on Instagram because I'm so passionate about yeah. bringing our struggles out of the darkness of isolation yeah. and into the light of shared experience. Yeah. Because when we are willing to say the things out loud and whether this is, you know, struggling as, as a mom or a wife, or maybe you're struggling with infertility or a broken relationship, or maybe it's mental illness like me, mm -hmm. um, like it festers in the dark when we believe that lie that is Satan's favorite of like, you are the only one who feels this right. way. No one else will understand what you're going through. Um, and when we speak it out loud, like I just, I've gotten such tremendous feedback from people saying like, you've articulated what I thought I was the only one who felt this way. Yeah. Um, and so I know that there's power in just saying like, I'm struggling and guess what? None of this is too big for God. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And I'm really grateful that you're so honest with that. And I, it would be very interesting to know how many lives you have helped bring a lot of freedom to simply because you're willing to speak about it because it is, mm -hmm. it's an issue that's just lacking so much in the church of talking about it. And so thank you for speaking out about it so that other 
women can experience freedom and they can experience true joy and they can experience peace in ways that they've not before because um, depression is something that I deal with. And so I Mm -hmm. have gone to counseling on and off my whole life and um, get on meds every so often on and off for it. And I used to feel like when I became a Christian at 16, I felt like and I, I didn't actually struggle with depression until I was, um, had postpartum depression with my second and mm-hmm. I was just struggling. And for eight months, I struggled in silence because I was so ashamed that I wasn't feeling all this joy and happiness and all that stuff. And I finally Googled and realized, I think I might maybe I have postpartum depression. And I went to a doctor and they were like severely, severe postpartum depression. And, and then that just kind of led to further awareness and all of that stuff. But I share that to say so much of us, so many of us who struggle with things, we feel like we can't say it because the, that that means that there's something wrong with our faith in God. And that's what I loved about you putting on there. I have anxiety and I love Jesus because the two aren't mutually exclusive of I can be on Zoloft and still love Jesus and still teach about Jesus and joy and purpose and passion to others, even though I'm also on Zoloft, (laughs) you know, right? and that's not, that's not a disqualifier, even though the enemy would love for us to feel like, no, you just need to pray more or read your Bible more, or mm. as others love to recommend, like maybe just drink more water or fruits and vegetables. <laughs> it's yes. And, and sometimes you need help. And sometimes yeah. prayer isn't enough. And that feels really wrong to say as Christians. Right. Well, and it's like, do I believe, because every time I post about anxiety, there'll be all all the messages and comments about like, thank you so much. And then inevitably there'll be someone who's like, you know, God healed me completely. Like, don't you trust that he could heal you too? And I'm like, praise God. I'm so grateful that you have experienced that healing in your life. Yeah. As of now, do I believe that God could completely heal me instantaneously this side of heaven? Sure. But often just like Paul prayed that three times that God would remove that thorn from his flesh and God chose to say, my grace is sufficient for you. And so I experienced God's grace through a great Christian therapist, mm-hmm. through Lexapro, a tiny white pill I take every night, through, you know, learning grounding techniques and breath prayer and daily gratitude and all the things. But um, God's grace and healing looks a whole lot of ways. It is multifaceted, as creative as God is are the ways that he chooses to meet us in our weakness and sustain us. And so um, in the same way that, you know, people pray for healing from cancer, some get it and some get healed in heaven. And, you know, mental illness is no different in that way than physical illness. And so I think as believers, we do each other such a disservice when we say, have you just tried fill in the blank? If you only would fill in the blank, because then that puts the onus on us. Mm -hmm. Really God is saying like, do you trust me? Are you willing to believe that like I have the best for you, even if the best means this ongoing struggle? That's so good. I was talking to um, 
a doctor friend recently about this very issue. And she was saying, you know, I just, I wish she's a pediatrician. And she said, I wish I could just like grab parents by their shoulders and shake them and help them understand that when their kids have something like this, that this isn't, this isn't bad, that this is, and also should be treated in whatever form is appropriate for each individual child and each individual family. And she was just saying, we, when it comes to mental health, we treat it as this separate, like this faux pas type of diagnosis, as opposed to it's, it's just another medical diagnosis of, she was saying like, you would never think anything poorly of your child if they had diabetes. And then the doctor recommended a healthy diet, not to have the sugar intake, make sure you're getting your rest and also take your insulin. You know, like right, those are exactly. all things you would never question. And in the same way, some people just have funks, but some people have anxiety and some people have depression. And we have to break this stigma that there is something wrong with that person in the same way of like, we would never look at a diabetic who, and just say, well, drink water, eat fruits and vegetables, and I'm sure you'll get it together. You know, like we right. would never say that. And the same with that you were talking about like cancer and healing and all of that of most people who have cancer and are healed the side of heaven, it's because they had chemo and radiation and saw doctors and did eat well and did rest their bodies. And there was treatment involved to get to the healing. There was a small right. percentage of those medicals, medical people can't do it. And we love to share those stories. And those are amazing stories that we all pray and hope for them. Right. Right. But at the end of the day, we, it's not a lack of faith to pursue healing in the ways God has given us opportunities. So thank you for sharing about that. And I hope, I hope someone who is feeling like off says, okay, I'm going to call a therapist today and just see, just see, like I did that day with my stuff. And I'm sure you called, you called friends, as you said, at the very beginning of maybe something's off. And if you've been feeling that way, it's okay to then go just one step further. It doesn't mean you have to like be on medicine for the rest of your life. You may not even need medicine. You might just need grounding. You might just need right. rest. <laughs> it doesn't, we don't know. Just take that one step towards um, healing for yourself. Um, my next question for you, we're going to transition from anxiety. Was there anything else before we move on from anxiety of like recommendations or things people have said to you that you're like, let's just stop saying that anything <laughs> like that, that you're like, let me just like throw this in before we move on. Uh, um, the thing that just is in my mind right now is just my encouragement to anyone listening is to treat yourself the way you would encourage a friend. Um, and so there have been times, even after I was diagnosed with generalized clinical anxiety disorder, um, and yeah, I can still tell myself like, well, like you're not in crisis mode. Like you don't really need to go back to therapy or you don't like just get it together, Becky, you know, like you'll, I, I'll just tell myself these things. And then I remember it was, um, almost two years ago where I just fell back into just this pit. And I just, every day was struggling. And then I got to the point where I thought, 
if I knew my best friend was feeling this way, would I tell her like, just, it's already been seven weeks, but just give it a couple more weeks. Like, you know, yeah, sure. It's affecting you in all your relationships and in your ability to work and all these areas of your life, but you're probably just, you know, need to manage your time a little bit better. No, I would be like, don't suffer alone. Like it's okay to need extra support. And it's also okay not to have to justify to anyone else. Like there were people in my life when I first started, whether it was therapy or medication who weren't my biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. Guess what? That's okay. Like I, that was a huge part of my growth in therapy to realize like, I don't need someone else's validation or justification to say, okay, between me and the Lord, like this is my right next step Mm -hmm. in taking care of my whole self, Mm -hmm. because really like that is the next step to saying, okay, God, like I want to be ready and able to partner with you and steward well, all the things that you have entrusted to my care. But when I'm spiraling in anxiety and my mind is racing and I'm not sleeping or eating or, you know, and I'm just like overwhelmed with sadness, like I'm not clear minded Mm -hmm. to love my people well and do the work he has entrusted to me. So if you're wondering, like, do I need help? Think about if the way you are feeling right now, if if your best friend was feeling this way, what would you tell her? Hmm. Tell yourself that and follow your own advice. That's so good. That's so good. I'm going to just, I'm going to give that one a clap for everybody to, to hear. That's so good. So good. Um, so we talked a little bit at the beginning that you wear so many hats. You are an author, a mom of three boys, a wife, you have friends, you juggle anxiety, you help encourage, you just recently got certified to do um, this new content writing. You do so much I personally don't believe in balance. I know that's the question we can get a whole bunch of us multi-passionate people of like, how do you balance it all? How do you do it all? Um, my my thought is you don't like no, no one does. But how do mm-hmm. you? Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you, Becky? How do you? How do you find a rhythm to your life that works for you? Mm-hmm. Or do you have a rhythm for your life that works for you? I guess is a better question. It depends on the day you ask me. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I just was thinking about this um, and actually have an Instagram reel plan to talk about this very thing. So when I saw this with one of your questions, I was like, oh, yes, because I'm with you that balance, perfectly balanced lives, that's a myth. Mm -hmm. Perfection is a myth. Like, how do I do all the things? I give my focus to different things in different seasons Mm -hmm. or different hours of the day or different days of the week. Like when I'm working on, so I mentioned, like I started this new business doing conversion copywriting. And so when I, you know, have, have a, have a big project for a client, like my desk is here in my kitchen. If I look behind me, like it will be a disaster. (laughs) Like things will not be like well-maintained or my kids will be like, mom, like any clean socks. And I'll be like, questionable, like let me have time to, to figure it out yourself. Um, my life is not perfectly balanced, but I have found peace hmm. in the midst of a full life with lots of different components. Um, and one of the ways I do that is by every day saying, God, what is the one next thing you want me to do? Hmm. 
And that simple prayer. And sometimes that's closing my laptop and, you know, just being fully present with my kids, helping them with homework or on Saturday, you know, one boy had a, went straight from a soccer game to a baseball game, to another baseball game, to a church event. And in the back of my mind, it could have been easy for me to think like, I could be getting so much done. Like I'm an Enneagram three, I'm an achiever. Like I love my lists. And yet I have learned that it serves my mental health and my family well, when I've already just pre-decided like today, I am just going to be where my feet are. I'm going to be present in this moment. And so that applies to like, whatever I'm doing, if it's a, if it's a writing day, if I'm preparing to, you know, uh, speak to, to a church or a group of moms, like I try to be present where I am and trust. Yeah that God has it all and he's going to provide the time and energy to do what is needed to do. So, um, and so, yeah, that looks like focusing on different things at different moments and oftentimes like having to be okay with a certain level of, of, of chaos. Like my, my Tupperware cupboard, every time you open it, it's like, Oh, it's going to fall. It's avalanche. Like there's things that are just, can you know, there, not, there has to, there has to be a solution to this, but I just don't think it's possible. I'm sure there are people who have good Tupperware cupboards. I mean, like three times a year, I might, it might look oh, good. It gets when great I... three times a year. Oh. And we solved all the world's problems in the, in the cabinet. Right. But yeah, just the, the pieces, like if the, you're looking at someone um, you know, on social media, or maybe it's even a woman at church or a woman at PTA or the person who works in the corner office, like, and you're thinking like, oh, they have it all together. No, they don't. Or if they do, they probably have the resources to pay for a lot of support, yeah. which is great. I'm in a season where I don't have that. Like I don't yeah. have someone who cleans my house, my children, and they do a subpar job. Yes. Um, <laughs> and like, we're just, we're just doing the best we can. So yeah. how about you, Becky? What, what, what works for you? That's I'm dying over that. And they do a subpar job. We, we just switched last year. We had gotten, when I started working more and writing about five years ago, we had started, that was one of the things we added in was a housekeeper because it was just like a trade of time. And, totally. but about two years ago, we had to cut her because it was like, we really can't afford this. It's nice, but we can't afford this. And, but a year ago I was like, but I can't do all of this by myself. And so we've really been trying to get the girls to do more and more and more. And um, yes, subpar would be probably the best. <laughs> My oldest is really good. She's like a super clean freak, but it's just kind of like the bathrooms and the floors and the other things. And I'm like, don't do it because if you do it, then they're not going to do it. And it's very, it's very hard. Like we're raising yeah. adults. So this is important to teach them. And I can suck this up for 10 years, I guess. <laughs> right. Or even one day, you know, I hope that I can afford to have a house cleaner. Cause I'm also yes. love like that that's providing a job for someone else. Yes. But guess what? The truth is, is that my boys could clean the bathrooms and someone else could come in and still have plenty to clean. Right. <laughs> So, there's there's plenty for all to go around for everyone at our house right. too yes yeah I I agree with you on the um in finding that healthy rhythm that for me it's a lot of 
well, it's two things for my like mental as this one, we've focused a lot on mental health for my like mental health. If I get out of the comparison mindset, then I find that my rhythm works a lot better when mm-hmm. I am looking at others. So like Enneagram three, like you, of if I'm looking at others in ministry, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm behind because she already has five books, but I'm only working on my second book or she's been speaking five times already this month. And I've only booked two, like those kinds of things, then that throws me off. Or if it's friends and their families or people's houses or what they do. And it's the same thing of if I shift to just, okay, this is my life though. Mm-hmm. And what works for me and what's best for our family in this current season. And it's saying no to a lot of things. And then it's letting go of a lot of expectations. So, so part of cleaning. And for me, it's a lot of dry shampoo. And today I happened to shower, but I was like, you look fantastic. You told me in the email that you'd be wearing a hat or have a lot of dry shampoo. And I'm like, no, that girl looks fresh. I lied to you because I'm going to go get my hair done. And so I have to like have it cleaned and ready. So she knows exactly what kind of color I need. So I did like you. you. I apologize. Um, and yeah, so it's letting a lot of things go. Like right now, the kitchen sink is piled to the very tip top and it is what it is. It is what it is. And the other thing I will say that I've learned over the years is, is, is that I really need rest. I really, really need rest. That is God, how God designed us. And especially with someone who struggles with anxiety, like I have learned I'm, I'm, I'm really high functioning. And so I can push through, like, I'm a girl who I can push through, but guess what? That is not, that is, there are times for that, but on a day to day, like how I live. No, like, so I take a nap, Becky, almost every day. So fun. That face. Uh, you're like, like a you? 30, like a 30 minute nap or like an hour nap. What do you do? In 20, 20, 20 minutes to an hour because I realized like my brain, like rest is actually productive. Like I am so I'm a, I'm a better mom. When my kids get home from school, I am less irritable. I then get my second win to then focus yeah. again on something that requires, you know, my both creative and analytical mind. Yeah. Um, and for sure on Sundays, like my boys know they're like, it's fun oh, nap time. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. I actually have a shirt that says, I just want to love Jesus and take naps. <laughs> it's my favorite. Shirt. Um, and, and then the other thing, so like you need rest yeah. and you need support from other people. Like when I was first starting this new business this year and I was like suddenly flooded with like way too much work. And so I sent like That's an SMS a good problem. Text. Well, yeah, it is a good problem, but then also suddenly like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Jesus. What did I sign up for? Yes. And, um, cause it's like, I didn't like take anything off my plate. I just like I added the full mm-hmm. plate. But so I, you know, I, I texted a group of friends and just was like, please pray for me. Like, this is how I'm struggling. And, and then a friend was like, can I bring you dinner? Yes. Aww. Yes. You can bring me dinner. Like, could I manage it on my own? Yeah. But like getting by, isn't the point. Like we yeah. accept help, ask for help. So if you are going to be multi-passionate, if you're going to pursue the things that God has put on your heart to pursue, 
you have to rest in the midst of it and um, let people in, let them know that it is not all perfect and shiny. And um, it was so sweet because I went in to pick up dinner for my friend. I was like, do you want to bring it to my house? Or I'm on the way from taking, you know, Jude to soccer and this kid here and I'll yeah. be right by. She goes, oh yeah, come and pick it up. And, and um, I went in her house and it smelled amazing. And she had made me this like lemon chicken orzo soup. And she had like a salad and fresh what? fruit. Yes. My Sarah, my friend, Sarah is amazing. Oh. And then she was like, yeah, Becky. And I was just on the phone with my friend who was asking me what I was doing. I was like, oh, I'm making dinner for you. And and she goes, and I, I want you to know what I told my friend. I told her this. I said, I probably will never write a book or be on a podcast or maybe even start a business. But guess what? Like I can support my friend, Becky, who does. Hmm. And she's like, I feel like my life has more purpose as I support you in your God-given purpose. Wow. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing. I'm like, everyone needs a friend like Sarah Moncayo. Um, and so to realize, and I like, hope somebody's heard that listing because sometimes on podcasts, you just hear from people who have jobs or ministries or businesses or ideas that have been like what your friend was saying. Like, I would never do anything that would warrant or require me to do a podcast, but we only hear stories or conversations from those people. And so I love that her story is coming out right now because we all parts of the body are needed. All of us are essential. And she fueled your fire so much by just making you a really yummy meal. Like you didn't have to go get Chick-fil-A or something like you could just eat right. Right. a really special meal. Yes. And I felt so loved and seen. And she mm -hmm. felt like, like that was, a, that was, it was a joy to her to use her gifts. And she's like a culinary wizard. I am not. Um, and it's like, oh, like that's, that's the body of Christ working together. But if I had, if I hadn't sent that text, if I had let people think like, oh, like, yeah, I'm killing it. Well, I might be killing it, but I'm killing myself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, need, I need help. That's so good. <laughs> I might be killing it, but I'm killing myself. That's so me. You're, you're stepping on my toes today, Becky. And I don't really like that. Yes, um, you do. I do. I love being, <laughs> I love being corrected. And my husband says often, like he's, I'm an Enneagram three, he's a six and an introvert. And so he's constantly like, we need more downtime. We need more downtime. I'm like, but why, why would we want to stop when we could go faster? <laughs> um, Oh, I feel like I could ask you a thousand questions, but let's see, what do I want to narrow it down to I want to know what's next for you you've written a lot of books you have this ministry with encourage you've started this new content it as you look at like the next year two years five years where are you seeing that God's leading your path right now hmm. that's a great question um, well, I have something coming up that I'm really excited about. Can I give you a little sneak peek? I've actually, I haven't talked about this anywhere yet. Yay. Exclusive. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. And exclusive. I don't know when this podcast is, is going to release, but for now it's exclusive. Um, I have a new book coming out <gasps> in February, um, in conjunction with Encourage, and it is called 100 Days of Strength in Any Struggle. Whoa, 100 days of strength. 100 days of strength in any struggle. 
Um, so is it like a devotional book then, or it's is a it just a devotional journal? So you get a scripture, you get a devotion, um, you get a place to write. It's from Dayspring. It is beautiful. Um, and I have, um, many pieces in here. I also got to be the project manager and the editor. So pulling together these That's amazing stories so from 25 women you will love. And we talk about, um, all kinds of areas like deeper trust and paying attention on unshakable faith. Do you have it um, right there? Is it sitting next crazy. to you? It is. Do you want to see it? Yes, I do. Oh, look at that. It's so pretty. Oh my goodness. Can people pre-order it anywhere yet? Yes. It's a bit, it just came up on Amazon. I've been waiting to talk about it. You can pre-order it on Amazon. You can pre-order it at dayspring.com. Um, and right now that you can actually get free shipping at dayspring.com as well. Um, so this has been like a total, like joy of my heart project to yes. uh, put together and, and be a part of, um, but beyond this, Becky, um, I really see myself continuing to, to write and publish, um, and speak about anxiety. Um, it's really my heart to help, uh, anyone, especially women just feel seen in the struggle. Um, I love talking to churches. I do like seminars and workshops that help us talk about mental illness from a biblical perspective. Um, and really I want to equip the church to support people well, um, in in this way. And how do we, how do we have anxiety and love Jesus? And how do we let Jesus love us in the midst of our struggles? Um, and then are you working? Sorry, I'm going to interrupt, but let's let's continue to, so are you working on a book yet for this? Are you just have ideas turning? I have, um, I have two book ideas. You can say no comment if you need to say no comment. No, that's okay. They're not under contract yet, but that is, that's, uh, that is the direction I'm going in and the prayer of my heart for, for 2024. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's so many books written from the counselor's perspective on this, but there's no content that's written from the person who's walk, walked through it, walking in it and found hope and healing in it as well. So that would, you would offer such a unique perspective. I'm so glad to hear you're going to write about it. Yeah. Okay. And then what else? What else? So trusting God to, to, you know, to open the right doors, um, partnerships there. Um, and then with this new, my new business is called light bulb coffee. And I, this is like a total, like God twist in my story. I didn't, this is not like what I was expecting to be pouring time and energy into, but Becky, I have found like, I love helping people who help people Hmm. and really like, that's what this new, um, copywriting and if people don't know what copywriting is, it's basically like copy is words that sell. So basically like sales and marketing support. Um, so anything from like emails to web copy to sales pages, that kind of thing. But, uh, I'm just excited to see like already the people I've gotten to partner with and the people I've gotten to support, have been phenomenal. And I just, I just know that, that God is, he's shifting something, um, in my path. And I am just excited to see, I think he's, uh, I'm, I'm a natural encourager. I love just being like a reflector for people to say like, this is like what God is doing in you and through you. And how can I help amplify that? Um, and so, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't exactly know what God was going to do, but I am excited to, to trust him in this, in this new venture. And it definitely is a learning curve, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. That's awesome. What a, what a cool skill to have and the tools to learn from that, that you're going to get to pull into your next book is going to be so helpful in the way that it's written. I feel like in many ways, my my former life was as a public relations. I was in public relations and marketing. And I feel like like having that skill that for so long was like, why did I do that for that time? And what like that feels so like random compared to like the ministry work. Yeah. But to have that unique overlap and with you with this content writing, it's it's going to serve and allow your voice to have a really unique take um, that others aren't going to be able to offer. So that's so cool. Well, and it, and it's, and it's so interesting because, you know, like being in the, in the ministry and publishing yeah. space, like I have so many, you know, author friends and, but now it's like, if I can even go back and redo like my previous book launches, like with yeah. this new like skill set and yeah. point of view, I'm like, Oh, like there's just, there's certain ways that messaging can really yeah. connect with people's, their needs and like the things that they're looking for. And so, um, yeah, I'm hopeful to like support other, you know, authors and speakers and really help be like, oh, like you're creating such good content. How yes. do we get it to the people who are actually looking for right. the hope and the resources and the help right. and encouragement that you're offering? So yeah. Awesome. Okay, Becky, well, I'm excited to watch and cheer you on in all of these things. We have to sadly wrap up now just because. Oh, it's... this is too much fun. I know. I know. I'm like, and we'll continue and have a part two. Um, okay, so we are the Hearers and Doers podcast. So I'm going to wrap up with two questions. They don't have to be spiritual answers, though. Um, so the first one is, is there anything you're hearing right now that you love? Um, like song, I, podcast, audiobook, or anything else? Um, there's a quote that has been playing in my own head. Does that count? Yes. <laughs> playing in my head. <laughs> it's playing in my head. It's oh, actually I something that I that I read. I recently reread um The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom mm-hmm. because just with the darkness going on in this world, I just needed to remember that God's light um, cannot be snuffed out by, by the deepest darkest. But, um, my, my, my favorite quote that I keep on, keep on hearing in my head is, um, she writes, perhaps when human effort has tried its best and failed, God's power alone is free to work. Hmm. Read that one more time. Um, and I, I'm actually, just saying this from memory. I don't know if this is the exact right words. Um, Perhaps when human effort has tried its best and failed, will God's power alone be free to work? Wow. Right? That's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to have to try to top it with your next answer. (laughs) Is there anything you've been doing that you'd recommend? Actually, yes, I have been doing um, this devotional journal by Marshawn Evans Daniels um, called Daily Blessings. Yeah. And it is uh, it's a mindfulness journal on the goodness of God. But she goes through um, these like different pillars of God's goodness, these promises, whether it's God's um, presence or his provision um, or his protection. But the way it's set up, there's like a morning page 
and an evening page. Um, and so like the morning page, like the practice that I'm loving in it is like, you'd be like quiet for two minutes and just say, God, what is one word you want to give me to guide my day? And that's like your quiet time word of the day. And so God, the Holy spirit has been so faithful, like to give me this like really significant word. And then I'll pray and ask him like, okay, like, is there a a specific scripture attached to that? And usually something will come to mind or if not, I'll like open my Bible app and just like Google that word, whether it's, you know, peace or steadfastness or trust. Um, And then in the evening pages, it encourages you to write down three moments of goodness, grace, and gratitude. So basically asking and like being mindful throughout the day of like, God, where am I seeing your hand in my life? Um, So again, it's called Daily Blessings and it's by Marshawn Evans Daniels. Um, And it's just been like, really rich and also easy, yeah. an easy way to like spend intentional time um, in God's word and prayer. That's awesome. Love it. Thank you for recommending that. That's exciting. I'll have to check that out. Um, okay. We have to wrap up. Where's the best way for people to connect with you? So if they obviously Instagram, you have to follow because you're just like one of the best people to follow because you keep it real on Instagram. Um, where all can people connect with you? That's you're so sweet. Um, Instagram really is my favorite place to connect. So I'm just at Becky Keefe. Um, so if you connected because of this podcast, like, will you please, please like DM me and say, I heard you on the here and doers podcast or leave a comment on one of my, on one of my reels or posts. Um, so yeah, I love hanging out on Instagram and then you can also find out more, um, about me and what I do at beckykeefe.com. Um, and you can find out about my books and Bible studies and speaking and copywriting and all that jazz. All that jazz. We'll include all those links down in the show notes as well. So y'all can click through there. Um, Becky, thank you so much for saying yes to this. This has been a lot of fun to get to connect finally in person. I know. And we, we had tried this a few times and yes. the timing was was against us, but I feel like this timing was, was, was the right time. So this was a highlight of my day. Thanks for having me. Same, same. James one twenty two in the ESV says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This podcast is called Hears and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women are men who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser. And if you love today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.